just so I can't uh, snap very loud. Yeah, yours is pretty good. So you're saying I have a weak flaccid snap? <laughs> Friday night, and you and your friends are hanging out. You're gonna do a sleepover, you're gonna watch scary movies. First, you're gonna walk through a really dark corridor with a deep setting of woods around it. You're gonna tell each other scary stories, and at one point, as you're walking along this embankment, a rock is gonna come flying up out of the forest and land in front of you as you walk past. All this stuff is going to happen? Yep. Must be time for another episode of High Mystery. That's right. It's a podcast where we smoke weed, talk about the universe, and uh, tell you who we are. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. (laughs) We've got mysteries for you today. Uh, We've also got some weed to smoke. I brought in, I thought it might be fun to do some dab rips. Woo! Uh, I've got, this is from Cannabiotics. It's cereal milk terp sugar. Mm. Did y'all uh, ever watch that old viral video, uh, Milk and Cereal? I might have heard it. <laughs> it's just two guys sitting at a table. One starts going, milk and cereal. And the other guy who's going, cereal and milk, cereal and milk, cereal and milk, milk and cereal. And that's all it is. Nice. It's, 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 is this I mean, like I think one of those like, loves cereal milk because it's like such a nostalgia as a child. Sure. Yeah, is this like one of those, um, I think it was called Newgrounds or something, like early internet uh like video flash videos or something that were like super popular at it the was time. it was two guys actually filming themselves oh. at the table with cereal and milk okay. and just singing this little song oh, okay and it was just really catchy and that's what made it famous at the time hmm. it was like you know it was like chocolate rain or okay so uh, yeah it was pretty early in yeah. like uh Star Wars kid or yes um, yeah one of those very early ones baby panda sneeze yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh, so it's cereal milk terp sugar uh, it's a hybrid live resin and its THC percentage is eighty point three two percent boom total cannabinoids ninety five point nine five percent. And total terpenes, 3.34%. Let's those, get silly. Those are the ones that give you the flavor, folks. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got these uh, baby jeeters. And uh, they're chocolate candy cookies. <laughs> <laughs> they're what, 41%? Oh, yeah. Somewhere right in that ballpark. See, the memory's still sharp. Yep. I heard that an hour ago, so the short-term memory yeah, is even he's still sharp. firing on all cylinders, people. <laughs> all cylinders for you, the listener. I'm just loading up a little of this here. Terp sugar. Terp sugar. Terp, on, terp sugar. On the end of the knife, which is, uh, you know, the international symbol for doing drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to use the dipper, which is still one of the best freebies I've gotten in my life. 
It's just a little electric uh, dab rig that you can just dip right onto your wax and get a nice fat rip. So that's what I'm going to do now. That's pretty convenient. No torch needed. Uh, no rig, really. It's, a, it's like, yeah, just this shape of maybe a cigar as far as length, but like See, not as fat. You're not really lighting the blunt so much as uh, vaporizing the wax. Vaporizing! <laughs> exactly. Vaporize, vaporize, vaporize that wax. Vaporize, vaporize, to vaporize that wax. Milk and cereal. <laughs> uh, today is another episode of Colin's Crazy and Cantankerous Cryptids. Uh, Huzzah! Huzzah. I was thinking of what I wanted to do uh, for our return, and I had a few things. There was one mystery from L.A., there was a mystery from Kentucky, and this one actually like ties into the story I told at the beginning. That okay. actually happened to me and my friend Eric as we were walking back up through the woods, uh, we decided to like yell down into the woods and throw some rocks down. And one of the rocks came thrown up like back out of the woods in front of us. Oh. And we freaked the fuck out because it just blew our minds. Even if it was like clever kids throwing a rock back or at it's us. It's like a homeless guy trying <laughs> yeah, to sleep right? in the woods. I don't know what it was, but uh, <laughs> this is also in Fort Thomas, which is like a pretty affluent community uh i wouldn't think there'd be like anybody like camping out down in there it didn't make sense necessarily Fort thomas kentucky yeah and this is also right off of like a really uh private street that actually had like a gate that closed Mm. so the odds of people being like down in those woods are pretty low honestly Mm -hmm. so anyway that was a weird thing that happened sure but one of the stories that we told each other was the subject of our mystery today. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to hit this wax one more time. That's one thing I didn't think about when I was like, yeah, let's do wax dab hits. Got to use both hands. Yeah, you got to use both hands and you got to like totally stop and concentrate yeah. for a minute and make sure you dip it on the wax. Yeah, and make <laughs> sure you're taking in just enough, not too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a balancing act, but it gets you really high. I was talking about the other day how dispensary used to give you a dab just for coming in. Mm-hmm. Back in the wild, wild west. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today's episode Pig Women. Oh, oh. I think that's a derogatory term, Don. I don't think you should be using that. <laughs> should just, we edit this? It's <laughs> not how I refer to women in general. <laughs> We're talking about a very specific cryptid here. Let's calm down. Okay. Do you prefer to be called swine wenches? <laughs> so, the first time I heard about the pig woman was in Fort Thomas <laughs> in, I'm guessing, around 2001 to 2003. Okay, so you found out about this, like, semi-recently. Yes. I mean, within, you know, I was a kid at the time. You having a hard time over there? Figuring it out. Okay. 
Okay, so the legend as I heard it as a kid is that there was a woman who lived off the side of Route 8 in northern Kentucky. She had facial deformities that gave her face similarities to pigs. She also kept hogs and slaughtered them and sold them to the booming city of Porkopolis, aka Cincinnati. And if you were ever unfortunate to wander, if you were ever unfortunate enough to wander through the woods to her house, she would come after you with her signature meat cleaver. What uh, era year ish is this? That was supposed to be current. That so, was, so that's that's just happening. The legend was that she was down on Route Eight. If okay. You just, like wandered to the wrong house, the pig woman would come after so you. So back in the uh, heydays of the nineties. 2003, okay, yeah, so late 90s had, had to be where the legend sort of yeah. came from for us. Nirvana has blown up the, the charts right Indeed, now. yeah. Okay. Smells like teen spirit is everywhere. Bill Clinton is uh, doing Bill his thing. Bill Clinton, yeah. <laughs> He's Clintoning. <laughs> Clintoning all over that Oval Office. He's yeah. doing his Clinton thing, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's when I first heard it. So and she's just like a territorial pig farmer. Basically, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the long and short of it. <laughs> and, and then like people were like afraid of her, so they were like, Oh, you look like a pig. Yeah, they said the legend was that she actually had a fully like formed pig snout on mm. her face. And that's what made her the pig woman. Hmm. She's supposed to be like super dangerous and yeah. That I got that story initially from Eric, but I did like check on my Facebook. I was like, it's did anybody, did anybody right. else grow up with this mystery? And a lot of people have heard the same thing. Maybe she like lost her nose somehow in like the war or what have you. <laughs> and <laughs> like a pig farming and accident. She's, yeah, like she just bit her nose off and right? now it looks like a snail. And then she was like, like, fuck you, pig. I'm going to steal your nose and wear it yeah, now that you've taken mine. I'm going to slaughter you and wear your nose. And so she's just a vengeful pig one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in the 90s, in the heydays of the 90s. When Just a vengeful pick for yeah, When Nirvana was blown up the pop charts. <laughs> no, no button on that on that one there. I have another vape pen okay, yeah, sitting around. That was the problem with the, I had with the other one, is because I was thinking, oh, this one you just inhale, you don't press a button, and nothing was happening. And so that's why. Yeah, I thought, I noticed that happening. Uh, he was trying to assist you, and you were like, no, no, Colin, I got it. I figured it out. I, there was a button. So I found out from people in Fort Thomas that this was, you know, a consistent mystery for, like, a lot of people heard this growing up around the campfire or whatever. And even, uh, like, the generation above me, mm -hmm. like, uh, all the way up into, like, boomers have... Her version, yeah. So at least in Fort Thomas, Kentucky, the idea of a pig woman being down the road there is still being passed around the fire. I guess that makes sense. Like there are a lot of pig farmers there, yeah. and like uh, you know, everyone has like their slaughterhouse scary story or whatever. Like mm -hmm. oh, if you go into the slaughterhouse, like it's, it's yeah. haunted, or like you'll get attacked or you'll still hear the screams of the pigs yeah yeah for sure uh i said cincinnati was called porkopolis because that was the nickname of the city for a long time i think like some massive percentage of the pork that was processed in the entire united states went through cincinnati okay. uh, so yeah there are a lot of pork farmers uh in the area 
But when I went to look it up, because I was like hoping maybe there'd be an article specific to my area, mm-hmm. I found that it goes a lot deeper than I thought. Oh. So the legend originated simultaneously in Holland, England, and France in the late 1630s. Oh, wow. There are two main versions of the pig woman story. One, a new couple is a married, and on the day after, the woman's husband is approached by a witch who gives the husband a choice. Have your wife look beautiful to you, but like a pig to everyone else, or have your wife look beautiful to everyone else, but like a pig to you. Mm-hmm. So, that's... Uh, I wrote down, ask the guys, which would you choose? I mean, it sucks that I have to choose it and she can't. Like, it'd be great right. if, like, she was like, hey, you know what? I want the world to perceive me as beautiful right. and not just like, one guy. Right, I was thinking yeah. that too. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if, if I were the guy, I'd be like, well, beautiful to me. You know, I don't really care what she looks like to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I would... I would hate to be the person that had to make that decision. Here's the thing. I'm sure living in society where everyone thinks you look like a pig is not going to be a good time. No. Right. So, like, don't do that. Right. <laughs> don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just assume that's what she would want. And so I would choose yeah. that for her. Yeah. Because then I'm not, she's always going to be pissed off at me. Like, couldn't go to the store. You know why? Because you look like a pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a pig to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the Robin Pig Woman's thing that you just set up. That is so funny. <laughs> um, I'm so like impressed, and yes, that is the right. Yeah. Um, what you said in the initial thing: when her husband tells his bride that the choice is hers, the enchantment is broken, and they are allowed to live happily as they are. So yeah. you're both very upstanding gentlemen. <laughs> realize that a woman has uh, autonomy. Yes, autonomy <laughs> and a will of her own, yeah. and it should be her choice. So your response to the witch would have left you with, you know, your wife as she was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Sweet. laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that's one version of the story. So people happily married. Witch shows up. Darn witch. No. <laughs> Was it true love or just <laughs> status? Or just witchy stuff. <laughs> Ooh, witchy woman. She's got the face of a pig. Nailed it. <laughs> the second version of the same legend is a story about a pregnant noblewoman. She's approached by a beggar with children in the street. She dismisses the beggar and says, Take away your filthy pigs. I will not give you anything. To which the beggar replies, Are these my children pigs? May God then give you such pigs as I have here. Mm. The noble woman would then give birth to a daughter with the face of a pig. Mm. Take it on the mother's coming dead. Because, you know, that's, like, who it really affects is the kid, like... Yeah, for sure. And you don't get to choose. One moment in the street. All it took. That's all it took. (laughs) Eventually, the magical elements of the story would fade, and pig-faced women began being treated as fact. 
Mm-hmm. In the early 19th century Dublin, it became widely believed that reclusive philanthropist Griselda Stevens had kept herself withdrawn from view because of her pig face. She was known to be shy, to wear a veil in public, and her largest contribution was a hospital for the poor where she would live out the majority of her life. It was said she would mainly communicate with grunts and growls. Oh no, that's even worse. And that she used a silver trowel to eat. Oh gosh. Mm. Yeah. Poor, poor pig woman. I mean, I could see the two, the last two things being added on to the story to like sensationalize it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that seems like, so she just had an ugly face? No, she also communicated in grunts and growls. And I saw her eating from a trough. (laughs) Well, you guys tell a great story. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, bro. (laughs) Sorry, buried the lead. <laughs> so that's one of the stories there. Uh, and Griselda Stevens was a real person. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And the, the um, whatchamacallit, the hospital that she contributed to society still exists today and everything. Okay, so this was... a placard to her, like, in remembrance of Griselda. She actually had a painting in the lobby... <laughs> of her face? Of her face. And... In order to say, like, I don't look like a pig. Right. And so it it was in the lobby for a long time. I don't think it is anymore, though. I mean, I could see, like, because, look, small towns are things, especially around that time. Like, everyone knows everyone. Like, you yeah. all went to school together. Like, so, like, even though you're all adults now, like, people are still, like, you know, being childish as fuck and, like, still b- being bullies and stuff. So, like, I'm sure they fucking picked on her as a kid, and it just, like, got to the point where she was like, I'm just out, dude. Like, I'm not going to just go out into public anymore. I mean, this is all very reminiscent of that Twilight Zone episode. Where he wakes up and all the people have pig faces? Yeah. She's the only beautiful one in a world full of pig people. and like. But do uh, people think she's beautiful? Or do no, they think, they think she's, she's ugly straight up she's ugly, and she's person. trying to... <laughs> She's trying to get reconstructive surgery to, to make look herself like, a pig. like, yeah, but it it doesn't work, and they're like, it didn't work, no change, and she's like a beautiful woman running through this hospital and stuff. We can't not make her beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we tried, we tried to pigify her face. <laughs> uh, one story, the story of Tannikin Skinker, has the pig-faced woman enchanted to look that way until she was married. So think like Shrek, mm-hmm. yeah. basically, or Hans my Hedgehog, if you were a Jim Henson kid and you saw The Storyteller. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I vaguely remember that one. It's a weird one. That hedgehog look is yeah, it's, weird. It's, <laughs> it's slightly terrifying, to be sure, but uh, it's pretty interesting. And I think all those are based on like old Hungarian folklore, so they have some basis in reality it's as like well. like Kissing the Frog. To make a prince. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To take on love's true form. Yeah. Uh, So she was married, and that gave her the ability to make her choice, like in the first legend. So, or wait, how did I? What? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know what I I don't understand what I wrote. <laughs> well, the first legend we were saying that like it's her choice or whatever. And so yeah. like now in this legend, if she gets married, then it's like her choice if she wants to look beautiful or not. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. I read it. I read a lot of stuff on this today. I mean, it would be weird that you you know you fall in love with with uh, this pig person, and all of a sudden she changes. All of a sudden she's hot. Yeah, but I mean, like, be weird because like well, right. you're just. Look, I already was mentally prepared to be with yeah, the pig exactly. person. Yeah, exactly. I was attracted to the pig person. Yeah, yeah. She's not hot to me. <laughs> I liked how weird. unique you were before. Yeah. <laughs> that little curly tail you had. <laughs> one story has a Christian. <coughs> one story has a Christian man being punished for converting to Judaism, oh, and when he and his daughter were baptized, the pig features were washed away. Oh. In 1814 and 1815, there were widespread rumors that a pig-faced noblewoman lived in Marylebone. She would occasionally go out in her carriage wearing a heavy veil, and several letters to London newspapers reported sightings of pig snouts in windows and veiled pig heads in carriages. In 1815, many supposed portraits came out depicting a pig-faced lady as well as an accompanying biography from her alleged attendant. So, uh, so is this a, like a, a lady in the sense of a, you know, like a, a dame, a lady, or is it just a... A person. Pig, uh, yeah, a pig-faced yeah. woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, the way the British would call somebody a lord or a lady. Well, she's riding around in carriages. Yeah. And apparently was known to have, like, fancy dress. And so the could pictures, be, yeah, it could like be a lady. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah the so. pictures depict the woman as wearing, like, very fancy stuff with big... Mm-hmm. One of those things you put your hands in. That a muff? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Like a giant one of those. So like I think. Mary Poppins. In all, in almost all the stories, there's a connection to money. Like either her family has a lot of money or mm. her mother was a noble woman. Well, it makes sense. I mean, when you look at Animal Farm, all the pigs were the ones with all the power and stuff. They were at the, the, the hierarchy. So then maybe that's just uh, an Animal Farm esque scenario where the pig yeah. people reign dominance over us. Monkey people <laughs> and pigs hunt truffles, and we know they're worth a lot of money. So, yeah, makes sense. Are pigs secretly controlling the body of the world? Yeah, we always talk about the lizard people, but we never really talk about the pig people. I mean, <laughs> they're the ones you gotta watch out for. Well, that's what we're doing today. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a better job of keeping it low key. Like, yeah, <laughs> these lizard people be fucking up. They be. Showing their eyes all the time. And like, <laughs> <laughs> they're tripping up left and right. Yeah. The big people are they get their they're smarter. Exactly. <laughs> they keep it sharp. Uh, several newspaper articles would come out at the time reporting the pig-faced woman as fact. There were even offers published in the paper by would-be attendants and suitors. So people seeking out a job working for the pig-faced woman. Or, or trying to marry her. Exactly. I'll love you the way you want to be loved. Yeah, so all of this is published in English newspapers at the time and French newspapers. In 1815, in Paris, a pig woman wrote to the paper seeking a suitor and included her address. 
Crowds gathered daily looking to see the pig woman. Pig woman seeking man to <laughs> All of it turned out to be a hoax put out by a disgruntled suitor of the woman at the address. Oh, this guy. Uh, yeah, and it was so bad, apparently, she had to move. Because uh, people were just so obsessively showing up. And there was such a flood, like a torrent of letters. There's just not like a day where she just like steps outside and she's like, Look! I am not a pig woman. Leave me the fuck alone. I guess the legend just spread at that time, you know? There are only five stories to tell then, so. Uh, Let's see. In the 19th centuries, uh, still in the same century, I don't know. (laughs) Further in the 19th century. Yeah, like we were talking about 1815, and this goes all the way up to the 1880s. Uh, and trigger warning, there's some animal abuse involved in this story. Yeah. In Western Europe and in the New World, it became common practice for pig women to be at fairs. Sometimes they were women fitted with pig heads made of wax or papier-mâché. But it became common practice to get a bear drunk, shave it, put it in woman's clothes and a wig... Shoes on its back feet and gloves on its hands. Chain it to a chair with a hole in the back so that they could prod it with a pole and make it grunt and growl replies to the audience. Woman bear pig. Yeah. (laughs) That is woman bear pig. (laughs) Oh, God. But yeah, that's not a fun time for the bears, obviously. One good thing is at least they got him drunk, I guess. Mm. You know? Yeah, you know, make it a little easier. <laughs> yeah. You know, prodded. Yeah, make you a little more relaxed. I don't know. I mean, but the, the bear don't know, right? What do you mean? He can't consent to this behavior, yeah, for yeah, sure not. Exactly. No. So yeah, like, it's an animal. But like you he know, like comes over, like brings you a case of beer, like brings you the clothes, and he's like... <laughs> have a good time over here. <laughs> Here's the pool. <laughs> Money's on the dresser. Yeah, the bear's ready for that alcohol. I mean, it is true that in nature, animals seek out alcohol all the time. Like fermented berries or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there are specific wasps who will land on rotten fruit and get wasted and fly in like crazy patterns and stuff. And elephants intentionally get drunk on rotten fruit sometimes. There's lots of instances of it, so, you know. It's universally loved. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's universally done. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it would make sense, basically, that the bear would be slightly into it in some way until he starts getting shaved, but... Yeah. It's like, bro, this knives have gone too far. Yeah, right. Thought we were gonna watch the game. <laughs> now I'm shaved. He dressed me like a woman, shaved me to a chair. I'm only into some of this stuff. <laughs> you keep poking me and saying there's an audience on the way in. <laughs> Over time the stories faded and the pig women and fairs lost popularity. One possible explanation put forth by Robert Chambers in 1864 proposed that a genuine child was born with facial deformities and a grunting speech impediment. Uh, yeah. 
Was there was one? once upon a time. Yeah, I, I, I seen it. I pulled it out. <laughs> I was like, damn. Teratology <laughs> was in its infancy, which is the study of birth deformities and abnormalities. Mm. And the theory of maternal impression was still widely accepted. What maternal impression is, is the idea that if you behave poorly, then when you give birth to that child, it would be a poorly behaved child. Mm. Or if you do something particularly wicked, whatever, you know, that might be deemed by a Christian society or whatever. Karma. Then you might have, <laughs> you know, a terribly deformed child or something like that. So that sort of lends to the idea that uh, people were more ready to believe stories like this. Uh, there is a case of a stillbirth in 1952 with a face resembling a pig. But no evidence supports that there ever was a child to survive outside the womb. Hmm. So, what do we think about pig women? Uh, I think... Um... <laughs> Um, get back to me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you really led me down a path. It just had a sharp drop yeah, off at the end. It was just like the uh, that scene in The Fugitive where they're running through tunnels, and then all of a sudden it's like, you got to jump. <laughs> you got to bail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the explanation put forth would probably be the most likely explanation. But I think you guys touched on that earlier when it was like somebody probably was deformed and it just snowballed down the hill. And it not even really deformed, just like people can be fucking dicks. Yeah. And like, you know, they just want to be a shit when they're a kid and then it just like sticks. And then just somebody like becomes... with a slightly upturned nose. Yeah. And then like they become so self-conscious that they like become a recluse and then that behavior creates more mistakes mystery and like speculation and i mean it does kind of remind me when i was in the military on this boat i had one of the guys on the boat that i swear to god like every time i saw his head it looked like a lemon from this like lemon head <laughs> cartoon or something like that i was just like from like adventure kind of, time no no like yeah kind of like adventure time or like the lemon head package but i'm thinking of this those web comic that's called fresh meat and they got this guy with a lemon head on it. <laughs> At any rate, every time I saw it, I was just like, it's so much like a lemon that like if I were to be depicting it, I'd be like the lemon head guy. <laughs> and, you know, and so it, that could easily snowball if somebody just looks slightly piggish, then yeah. it'd be like, nope, the pig faced woman. You know, pig some woman. guy has Rob's name on a list. From yeah, right. <laughs> him I mean, I never, never. Never. It was just something that always ran. Every time I saw his face, I'm like, buddy, if you only saw this comic I'm reading. But you kept it to yourself. You never were like, hey, this looks kind of like you. This giant lemon head guy and you. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's all I've got on the pig ladies. Um, Yeah, that was just an urban legend that came to me my youth and did it scurry you when you were a youth or you like oh man this pig lady might come for me if i'm out here in these here woods i don't think i was scared until that rock flew up out of the woods right and i couldn't explain it 
And it didn't seem likely that it was just some kid out there. Was it like grunting? Like, yeah, if, <laughs> if, only, if only there was just a little grunt. <laughs> that would be the capper. It would be the perfect story. It would be like, there's clearly a pig woman. And easier for us. Yeah, yeah, right? I've told you about the night where we were camping and we heard like the screams, right? I, I think you've mentioned on the podcast. Yeah, this. I think I've talked to you all about this. Camping, hear these, hear this what sounds like a woman screaming bloody murder in like, like 2 a.m. in the dark mm -hmm. as we're camping on the edge of the woods. Uh, yeah, it came back a little while later and started going again and just hear this woman, what sounds like bloody murder. And uh, never got any kind of explanation. We just got freaked out and went inside. I don't even know if we told Eric's parents, but... Mm. <laughs> Or, you know, the police or anything. No, no. <laughs> Someone, please help me. It stopped, I feel like. But the, ex <laughs> the explanation that we got is that that's what it sounds like when a fox is giving birth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so... Or anything giving birth. Yeah. That was a pig woman giving birth. Either that or someone was brutally murdered in that stretch of woods. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's to say? Uh, who's to say? Only the fox knows. And that night, you play through the entire game of Halo. Oh, damn. You eat one of those gigantic popcorn bins that divides it into nice three sections. Uh, Shatter. Yeah. Yeah. And, cheese all day. and you sneak out the sliding glass door to smoke a little blunt underneath the deck and have just a great time because sleepovers are fun. For High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash high mystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.